Yes, it's Free Talk Live, the Monday night edition. Our toll-free number here, of course, is 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE, like freedom. You can call in, take control of the airwaves, talk about, well, whatever you'd like to talk about. Uh, We have some things that we bring in uh, for, well, basically every show to give us something to talk about. But you're welcome to call in about any topic. Uh, The things that I've brought in tonight are uh, quite uh, a far-ranging bit of variety. Uh, The first one uh, that I'd like to uh, talk about is uh, school district bans students from wearing pajamas while doing online learning. Like is, Define pajamas. Well, right. And like, is what you wear relative at all to what you learn over the internet? Well, this is education. It has to be very uptight <laughs> and we need to have a dress code. We can't just get rid of dress codes. <laughs> we could talk more about that. I also brought in... An article by uh, Jeffrey Tucker from the American Institute for Economic Research, where he states, we need a principled anti-lockdown movement. And I agree with that statement, Mm, at least. He should move to New Hampshire. Indeed, he should. Uh, Also, a Broward gym owner arrested for the third time, this time after moving all of his gym equipment outdoors in an attempt to, you know, keep his business open and keep, you know, bread on the table and all that kind of stuff. Appeasement does not work. No, it certainly doesn't. Uh, I've got another article where a lawyer claims that states already have the authority to fine or jail people who refuse coronavirus vaccines. Oh, I'm sure that uh, that he believes that. I mean, it looks like the states have the ability, and he uses the term authority, and that's just a make-up word. He cites a legal precedent that dates back to 1905. Yeah, I mean, they, they by all evidence, are able to tell people what to wear. I mean, that's what they're doing with the mask thing now. And so, apparently pajamas. Of course they can tell you what not to wear, and of course they can tell you what to put in your body and what not to put in your body. So, I mean, they own you from top to bottom. And until uh, people are going to do something about that, and I don't mean violence. Right. I mean peaceful, like non-cooperation, getting together in the same geographic area like we've done here. Captain. Indeed. Uh, until people are actually willing to take steps, then they're just going to keep getting what they've always got, which is more control. And we do have another piece from a couple of professors this time who take the daring step to ask, have you ever felt like government doesn't really care what you think? <laughs> that's, uh, that's funny to us always. because, you know, we've been thinking that for, well, a long time. Well, I mean, really, the question is, have you ever paid attention? Because right. if you've paid attention, then you know they don't care what you think. Indeed. Uh, but they go through the, uh, you know, all of the phases. Of denial, you mean? Well, of of how did they how did they come to this conclusion, and why are they thinking this way, and what evidence mm. is there to link them to whether or not government really does care what the people think? Does it do the will of the people, and all that kind of stuff? It does so, somebody's will. It certainly does, and forcefully too. Um, certainly doesn't do my will. Nope. I know that all anything that I've ever wanted the government, I've never wanted the government to positively like do anything. I've never said, in, to my knowledge, I've never said the government should do X. Right, But what I have said is the government shouldn't do mm-hmm. a lot of things, and they just continue to do all they of the things. They shouldn't exist, but so, here we are. So my opinion obviously makes you know no difference to them whatsoever, as I'm sure does, well, most of yours in the listening audience tonight. Uh, speaking of the studio, uh, myself, I'm the captain, I'm hey, joined by... it's Ian. And we're going to talk about 
all this and more. The pajamas thing just really, really <laughs> got me. I was like, wait a minute. Okay. Now, you know, when I was in grade school, some kid probably threw a temper tantrum or whatever, and like his parents were tired of dealing with his BS and was like, all right, fine. And he came to school in like pajama bottoms and a t shirt. Right. But with shoes, you know, I don't know, slippers or something on. Right. You know, and nobody really cared. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a big deal, you know. But now this school district has banned students from wearing pajamas while at home okay. doing online learning. Yeah. I was going to ask if it was a college or if it was, a you know, lower level school, like a high school or something like that. So it sounds like it was well, I sort mean, of grade school, high school, middle I, school it, level. It seems that way. Let's find out. Because, uh, I mean, if I'm if I'm going to a college, then I'm definitely paying for those courses, right? Like, you have to pay to go to college. Uh, certainly, you're paying for government school prior to that, but it's through, through taxes, so it's not as direct. Uh, but as a paying customer, I'd be livid if uh, I was told I couldn't wear pajamas. This article is really poor reporting because I don't oh, yeah. think it says what grade the student is well, in. Well, if it's a school district, then it's it's pre-12, okay. 12 or earlier. Right, right. Yeah. So it's at least, what, middle school, grade school? In that high area? school. If, it Could may be be high the whole, school. if it's the whole school district, then it would be all of them. Uh, this is out of Springfield, Illinois. This is from uh, actually reported on by King Five out of Seattle, but uh, okay. it's from Springfield, Illinois. Some parents in Illinois are a bit perplexed by a rule for students doing remote learning. The Springfield School District has a dress code for kids taking classes online. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what to say about that. It's you know I remember back in uh, the government school days. For me, I don't think anybody cared or liked the dress code it was never something that anyone had any appreciation for it was always seen as a frustration and a a hindrance and a restriction i remember kids getting kicked out for wearing like the wrong heavy metal bands t-shirt or shorts that were too short for the girls and things like that yeah yep and even like amongst an age group where none of that really mattered you know at at all you know prepubescent teens Mm. you know uh you know 10, 11 year olds, that kind of a thing is like, really? You know, this is more about the adults being upset about something than it is about what the kids are wearing. But sure. Uh, this Springfield School District uh, has a dress code. And according to CBS affiliate WCIA, <laughs> WCIA, that's <laughs> funny, they cannot wear pajamas. Horrifying. Pajamas. They must be horrifying when, when worn while you're at home taking online classes. I still want to know what they uh, what defines pajamas. I mean, uh, is it the pattern that you're wearing? Because, like, how do you know that I'm wearing pajama pants, for instance? What if what if I sleep in my denim jean shorts and a T-shirt? I I don't understand. And those are my pajamas. When I I've had a few different sets of so so called pajamas. They come with a T-shirt that looks like sometimes any other T-shirt, and then the pants are just sort of these generic pants. They have pockets. They have a flap on the front, and they have a certain pattern to them. I mean, is it the yep. pattern that defines whether they're pajama pants? Is it their comfort level that defines whether they're pajama pants? Yeah, I don't know. I do know a guy who, when I worked in the, we'll call it the cubicle farm, mm-hmm. the corporate office environment, you know, these uh, corporate offices often have celebrations on certain holidays. Yeah, you dress up like a certain thing or whatever. Halloween mm-hmm. comes around and... Uh, he found this guy's like six three or something, right? But he found like a a man sized onesie, right? yeah, with, okay. with the with the I don't know what you call it, the vinyl feet on the bottom, yeah, right. right? You know, and like 
you know, had the footies the and everything. Flap, it was have a butt flap. It had the butt flap, there and it was go. a it was a full zip up. No, I think most people thing. would agree those are pajamas. Right? I think most people would agree those yeah. were pajamas. But he did wear them to work. That's awesome, and uh, no problem. It wasn't problem. Was it just on the special day? It was just on the special okay. day that I'm aware of. Right. I mean, <laughs> maybe I was out sick one day and he wore them another day, and I'm not aware of it. But uh, he did wear them, and you know, everybody thought it was great. It's funny. Fun. Like, how did you find a onesie that was you know that big? Because right? he's a tall dude. You'd probably talked to the furries or something like that something uh parents weren't too thrilled about the pajama banning telling the tv station the district shouldn't have a say in what happens in their homes i completely agree (laughs) you should get your kids out of government school because it's just going to get worse quote i made the decision for my kids to be at home and i don't really see how any district can come in and say what my kid can't wear in my house Mm. according to elizabeth ballinger uh, that's the parent. I don't think they have any right to say what happens in my house. Well, but they have the right to take your money from you, so you're not going to complain about that, right? Well, I think that's the first need, thing she should We need government about. schools. We just don't want them doing the things we don't want them to do. She says, I think they have enough to worry about as opposed to what the kids are wearing. They need to make sure they're getting educated. Well, How- i got news for you, Elizabeth. <laughs> Education is probably like, I don't know, the 15th thing down on their list. I so. want to know how long before one of these kids gets swatted for smoking a cigarette or a joint on the camera. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. 855 450 Free Like Freedom. We'll get to your calls and your thoughts and more. This is Free Talk Live. Welcome back, everybody, to Free Talk Live. Yes, it's the live Monday night edition, the kick-ass edition, if you will. The uh, night of the week where, well, somebody was crazy enough to decide to let me sit in the first chair. So, uh, you know, I both uh, I thank you and also I'm sorry. <laughs> That's to our listeners. You're, I'm welcome, and you're sorry. No, you're you're welcome, and I'm sorry. There All we right. go. Both of those things in a row tonight in the studio. It's myself, the captain. It's Ian, and uh, we've been talking about this article from King Five out of Seattle about a school district in Illinois who has banned pajamas from online learning. Thou shalt not be comfortable while in our class. <laughs> Yes, you're not actually in our class. You're at home, but you still can't do what you want. We will tell you what to wear in your own homes, Mm -hmm. in your living room, your office, your makeshift office, whatever it is you got going on, your outside porch. No pajamas are allowed to be worn while learning remotely. Yeah, I mean, they're basically reaching into your home and saying that their jurisdiction now extends into the area around your video camera. It's like they're reaching through the internet and having their way. Yep. Well, as long as people let them get away with it, they will. We'll talk more about that. But first, let's go to some of your calls and your thoughts. What are they going to do before you're gone? What are they going to do if the uh, students in a given class decide they are all going to wear pajama pants one day? <laughs> let's give the do? students lots of ideas. Students, yeah. what are they going to do if you all wear do? pajamas one day while online learning? That's a great question. Uh, None of you can come back. Okay. <laughs> yeah, great. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. Sweet. We just got out of school. Can I have the tax money back, too? <laughs> right. Uh, Will in Springfield, New Jersey, it appears. Uh, Will, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. What's on your mind? 
Well, I was just curious. I, I came into, you know, I'm in my mid-30s now, and I came into, you know, libertarianism and really a lot of this political thought, you know, a little later in life. I was uh, about 2008 when Ron Paul was running for office. Mm-hmm. Um, and a, one of my college roommates was a big, uh, he was a libertarian, never really talked about it much. And um, I guess he really kind of got me into it, or at least allowed me or helped me to recognize that I really think along these lines a lot more than I thought. Okay. Um, and I guess I was wondering what you guys thought about that versus, you know, typical like liberalism and conservatives out there. I mean, conservatives are very loud and very negative when it comes to violating, you know, their moral high ground or going against the neoconservative way of foreign intervention. Sometimes liberals, religion, I mean, right, yeah. You could see them on the streets today. I mean, I don't even have to get into all that, um, you know, with the rioting, the looting, and their fake causes and whatnot. Yep, and I yep. guess I'm just wondering if you think that it's a consequence of having a non-aggression pact and a consequence of respecting people's rights so much that the libertarian, you know, political ideology is somewhat kept, not kept down, but kept choir, because it's really against the nature of people who believe in it to, you know, loudly, aggressively push their thoughts, whether it be on television or in, you know, general, uh, you know, social culture. I just wanted to see what you guys thought about that. Yeah, if you're anything like me, Will, it's, for me, it was the result of actually looking into things myself and then deciding where, if anywhere, did I fall in this political divide, right? Because we all know the it's a two-party thing, right? You're either a Republican or you're a Democrat, or, or then you're maybe like a Libertarian or a Green Party or some other unheard of party that nobody pays any attention to anyway. Um, right. And so for me, it was just looking and going one day after not being settled on it. I never declared that I was anything. I, in fact, had avoided politics because all politicians just smell like used car salesmen to me whenever they <laughs> whenever they talk on television or you see read them in the news so or whatever. Easy. Yeah, you just get that vibe, that greasy, slimy, like, you know, some people can detect a liar. And like to me, uh, if you start sounding like a politician, I go, that guy's lying yep. or girl, depending on the, you know, or whomever. So for me, it was just more of like a realization that these two parties are more of the division amongst people than they are the unification amongst people. And then the other thing was examining the facts, right? Like who is responsible for the most deaths of humankind over the last oh, 100 years or so? Government. It's the organization known as government. So that's where I come from. Ian? Yeah, I, I mean, as far as libertarians not wanting to promote what they believe in, I mean, certainly in our world, that's not the case. Uh, you know, our little world here in New Hampshire, where we're on the radio, obviously we're interested in promoting these things. Um, we are out in the streets doing activism. There's going to be a mask freedom event here in Keene, New Hampshire this weekend. There is instance. on Saturday, right? Yeah, this Saturday. Uh, so, I mean, here we are definitely out and about. Um, I think libertarians, a lot of them do want to have people pay attention to the things that they believe. But in the mainstream media, that just doesn't happen. Uh, the government system is designed to keep the two parties in a stranglehold over the, you know, the system, and, and it works. They've, uh, they've kept the libertarians out of the presidential debates forever. Uh, so, you know, there's not... 
there's no fair shake being given to the Libertarian Party, nor the Green Party, or any of the other third parties for that matter. And it's a huge, it's a huge uh, ball and chain that ties that ties them down. It is, and it comes down for me. The biggest thing is education about what politics is, what it does, how it functions. Some people think that because they took civics class in high school that they know how the government functions, or that you know they they've participated in an election. There's or three branches help, of help, government, or, and they. Yeah, yeah, all of that kind of thing. Exactly. But like, you, you know, you look at the, the machinations of government and what it does, what I come from uh, a, the technology industry, right? I've worked in technology for a couple of decades mm-hmm. now, uh, whether it's software or quality assurance or whatever. And I evaluate systems and how you evaluate a system is based on the output of the system, right? And we could take a simple example of that. Let's take a, a, a saw, right? A logging saw. Mm-hmm. So all the logs come into the, the lumber yard, and you've got a saw. And this saw is evaluated by how fast and efficient and accurate it cuts all of the logs, right? Now, if you put those kind of measurements on government, right, what the people think government is supposed to do, it's supposed to protect your rights, it's supposed to defend you from invader, <laughs> right, you know, this is what people think it's supposed to do. And if you go ahead and you look at the output yeah, of government based on those things, the results are none of that. They do absolutely right. zero of that. So, Well, and I have to say also, you know, and I, and I hate to bring identity politics into it, but, you know, I myself, I am a black American. And, you know, that makes me even more rare as far as, you know, mm. not being along the typical, you know, guidelines of how we all have to vote. I mean, you know, the vice president even said, you know, I guess I ain't black anymore um, because I don't want to vote for him. <laughs> doesn't, but, that, uh, <laughs> doesn't that make you angry? Like, doesn't that, you know, to, for somebody like that to tell you what you are? Well, you know what it does? It reinforces. And I've been telling my wife this for you know a while now. You know, some people are well-intended and some are not. But the bottom line is, you know, they can pander to, you know, my community in general, but they don't respect us. Mm-hmm. And respect is the one is the difference between putting us on TV and having a commercial after you have the sad, like, uh, you know, shelter animal commercial. And then they have like the oh treat treat us a certain way commercial. Well, I how could someone who how, how could someone who wants to rule you like Biden and Trump and mm-hmm. the rest of them, how could they ever respect the things that they exactly. want to rule. Yep. Appreciate the call tonight, Will. 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM is our number. If you'd like to talk about that or anything else that's on your mind, we'll, of course, have more of your thoughts uh, tonight and this evening, and we'll talk more about pajamas being banned in a Springfield, <laughs> Illinois, schools district. Free Talk Live, more coming up. The next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to send, earn, spend, and exchange digital money in seconds. Send money around the globe with only a swipe. Instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with crypto. Multi-tiered masternodes allow everyone to partake in the network. Visit DiviProject.org. DiviProject.org. Welcome back to the show, everybody. It is Free Talk Live, the live call-in radio program syndicated nationally amongst somewhere close to 
200-ish or so radio stations, depending on the day, week that uh, you're listening. And you can call in and take control of the airwaves. We're big about uh, free speech, with the exception, of course, of the FCC rules of basically the George Carlin seven words that you can't say. Uh, With you in the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. It's Ian. And we were talking about the school district (laughs) that has banned students from wearing pajamas while doing online learning from home. Presumably because of COVID, they can't go to school or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Well, I mean, they could, but uh, people are acting like it's the end of the world, so everybody has to act crazy. We can talk more about that in moments, but first... Let's go to Stephen from Ohio calling in on our Discord, which you can also join at discord.lrn.fn. Stephen, in Ohio, what's on your mind? Uh, real quick, a lot of comment. I did. I was uh, homeschooled for most of high school, and mm. they frankly didn't care what I wore. So it's really unusual to see them care so much. Did you I mean, wear I pajamas? Why. I would be in my underwear on the thing, and nobody would care. <laughs> Wait, when you say you were homeschooled, you were going to a government school, but from home, or you were homeschooled? No, 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 no. It was a, it was a, it was a charter school. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Cool. But what I wanted to discuss was the precedent on uh, vaccinations being mandatory. I had read the same uh, article. You oh, had this brought cor- in alleged court precedent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so what they're referring to is um, a ruling that's. Over a century old, Jacobson versus Massachusetts. There was a problem yes. with smallpox at that point. We've eradicated it by now, thank God. But at the time, there was a order in a, in a municipality in Massachusetts, and they had the Supreme Court had ruled that you know if they could demonstrate that the vaccination was necessary for public health or public safety that they could impose a fine if a citizen refused to take the vaccination. Well, I'm not paying the um, fine. But, hmm? I, I'm not paying the fine, if that's what it comes to. Yeah, and the, the thing is, it's not, really ter- it's not really terribly broad as to whether or not just living in a municipality um, would make it so you had to pay the fine. But what they... I apologize if you hear the train, by the way. But nope. the... Oh, there ruling is. basically stated choo, the choo. municipality, if I remember correctly, said that if they didn't like it, they could move to another municipality. Uh, that if didn't you don't like it, you can rule. leave. Yeah, well, yeah. I, you know, I'd like to know, and this is getting a little esoteric. Uh, what is the definition of a municipality? Mm. And I, I believe it's just um, city, village, uh, township. Oh, that's not a definition. What's a municipality? I'm not sure what the legal definition of a municipality is. Yeah, well, is. it's a legal term, right? So municipality, and I don't have the legal definition in front of me yeah. either, but yeah, it is essentially this body politic, allegedly, that uh, supposedly people join in order to have some sort of a better life or whatever. And am I, am I by being physically on the ground in the place that people call Keene, New Hampshire, does that mean I'm part of their municipality? I don't know. Right. It's like, what what, is the definition of a state, right? mm -hmm. Same thing. I suppose in a way, you know, just to play devil's advocate, for the record, I don't agree with this, but I I agree that maybe on paper, it kind of makes sense for them to say, if you don't like it, you can leave. Mm -hmm. Like if I, you know, my parents always told me when I was growing up, if I didn't like the rules of their house, I could leave. Yeah. But that's private property versus 
arguably public property. Well, still, I mean, it is good advice. You can always, if you don't like Massachusetts, just move north. If you, uh, you know, <laughs> come to the shire. Lo- if you love freedom, you can just move to New Hampshire and be with other people who actually care about it. Since I brought the article in, I just want to cite the the quote from this particular attorney because this is an opinion piece, but he cites. Yeah, a bunch of legal arguments, and, and indeed it is the Jacobson versus Massachusetts uh, bit, but he says that case formed the legal basis for vaccine requirements at schools and has been upheld in subsequent sure. decisions. Quote, courts have found that when medical necessity requires it, the public health outweighs the individual rights and yep. liberties at stake. I don't, I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm saying, yep, because there's a... It's sort of a legal, I don't know if it's a maxim or whatever, but there's this idea that necessity can override any amount of, like, principle. If it or, saves just one life. Uh, yeah, well, and, as, and, and that's all it takes is for just whoever it is that's so-called in charge to say, well, it's necessary. Right. So, so now, the, public health, it's necessary that we inject people with these things. And the courts will be like, well, you said it was necessary, so we think it's necessary. All right. Whatever the Constitution says, throw that out. It's necessary. Now, what I'm going to throw out here, though, is, um, you know, as a libertarian, I get asked things like this a lot. But what would you say? And because the Jacobson versus Massachusetts case was specifically referring to a smallpox vaccination, what would you what would your response be to somebody that says, well, clearly, you know, vaccination is the reason we don't have smallpox today and nobody has died from smallpox in 40 years, um, 43 years, actually. How would you respond to that? Uh, great. If it's a good idea, people should do it voluntarily. Yeah. Good ideas do not require force. Well, I would definitely agree with you. Thanks for the uh, opinion, guys. Sure. Appreciate the call tonight. Yeah, I mean, if you've got a bad idea, then, uh, you know, a hallmark of a bad idea is you've got to use force to make people follow what you want them to do. Whereas if it's a good idea, all you have to do is a little little cajoling, a little persuasion. You have to explain people why they ought to do this thing. Maybe give them an incentive like, hey, look, if you can't afford the vaccine, then we'll pay for it. You know, give people a reason to uh, jump on board with it rather than trying to force it upon them. Yeah, this article also says in 2019, New York City passed an ordinance that fined people who refused a measles vaccination. Mm. So, you know, the tyranny continues. Sure. You know, it doesn't it's, go away. No, it's they, not getting better. They continue to stack and stack and stack. It doesn't matter. You know, Even if they lost a ruling for the previous one, they just pass another one that gives themselves permission to do, well, whatever the heck sure. they want. Uh, and it doesn't matter what you think about it. No, the only way it matters what you think about it is if you refuse to do what they say. And if other people also refuse to do what, uh, what they say, then they got themselves a problem. But as long as everybody goes along to get along, then they'll just keep on telling you what to do. Why should they do anything else? Yeah, this article goes on to say, uh, although states would have the authority to mandate vaccinations, there's more doubt about whether Congress could enact a federal requirement. Well, what you think because a smaller form of government can do a thing that a, a larger, <laughs> larger one, form right? can't somehow? <laughs> like uh, oh, The most likely federal vaccination requirement would come in the form of a tax penalty. Mm, okay. I mean, tax is already a penalty. So sure. if you're going to penalize the penalty, isn't that a net net bonus for me? I don't know. How Isn't to that a double that. negative? <laughs> uh, but Fox said, given the current composition of the Supreme Court, a federal vaccine requirement would likely be found unconstitutional. Likely? <laughs> I think if they uh, used the words of the Constitution and applied it to most of the things the federal government does, most of the things that they do would be found unconstitutional. Yeah, it's high time that thing ends. 
the words on the piece of paper need go. The people need go. The paper can stay. I don't care what the paper... The paper doesn't do anything to me. That's it's true. It's the people that are threatening violence and using actual violence and getting away with it. And some people think it's okay. And think that they're doing the right thing in the process. Yeah. That's the part that bothers me the most is the noble right. intent behind it. Yeah, it's right? Like, like, I respect the noble intent. I don't respect the actions mm-hmm. that come of it. Because just plainly, you're wrong. <laughs> you're just wrong. If you're using the threat of violence, you're probably wrong. Uh, states that explore a Even vaccine. If you're right, you're wrong. Right. States that explore a vaccine requirement should only do so if the vaccine is widely and readily available, Fox said. <laughs> I mean, we have a flu vaccine, right? Uh, um, Several of we, them. A new, I mean, I've never a, had a one. new one, right? But I mean, there exists. They exist. Yes. A flu vaccine. It's promoted every year at your local grocery right. store or your pharmacy, Rite Aid, Walgreens, mm-hmm. whatever. Here, put your arm in here. You know, they put sandwich boards out front. Get your they flu do. shots here. We still have the flu, though. Yep. So, you know, if you think a vaccine is going to eliminate the COVID, I got news for you. Not going to happen. Some people get sick after they take the vaccine. Naga. Not going to happen. 855-450-FREE is our toll-free number. This is Free Talk Live. We've got more. Yes, come on and tune into the show, everybody. This is Free Talk Live, the live call-in radio show where you can take control of the airwaves and talk about, well, anything that you would like to talk about. Any subject, anything in the news, anything going on in your life. You know, we've talked about so many things here that I can't even tell you that there's anything we won't talk about. Mm. Pretty much anything. It's possible. We don't know. 855-450-FREE is the phone number. That's 855-450-3733. If you would like to join us, you can also get us on our Discord line at discord.lran.fm, and we will get to uh, your calls and your thoughts. But I wanted to talk a little bit more uh, about this article that the previous caller brought up about the vaccines and how states could theoretically, according to precedent, uh, already require people to be vaccinated by law, force people to be vaccinated based on uh, existing precedents. But first, I wanted to tell you that Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or even meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin Cash. That's local.bitcoin.com. You better believe these uh, control freaks are getting their ducks in a row, right? Like they're doing their research. They've got their cases. They're making their arguments because they know the vaccine thing is going to be challenged. If they if if they do what some people expect them to do, which is to say mandate vaccines, mm-hmm. uh, they know it's going to be challenged and they're going to fight. Yeah. And in the courts, the courts will likely rule in favor of the state. 
in a lot of places. Maybe not everywhere. There may be some states where state supreme courts uh, do the right thing and you know uphold the right of the individual, but generally the, the state courts rule for the state. Unless we have some sort of master, I mean king, I mean president, who uh, signs a, uh, what do you call His it? His Excellency. His Excellency signs some sort of a, what do they call it, an order? Uh-huh, yeah, they do. An executive it. order, which apparently just seems to be respected as law at these this point in space and time it used to be a, an executive order was a rare occurrence not to be confused with executive odor which well that's not so rare <laughs> uh, this lawyer says states would need to allow exemptions for people with legitimate medical risks like pregnancy but not mm. exemptions on religious or philosophical grounds right religious it's important public health everybody is owned by the state so you will do as you're told slave He says religious exemptions are not constitutionally required by the First Amendment's free exercise clause, provided that the vaccine mandates don't single out religion. They're not motivated by a desire to interfere with it, he said. Yeah, I mean, that's not our motivation. uh, So we can do whatever we want. If my if my religion says that uh, my religion prohibits foreign objects entering my body Mm -hmm. against my will then they're already interfering with my religion. It's against God's will. Indeed. In the workplace, private employers would have a lot of flexibility to require vaccinations and fire workers who refuse them for anything but legitimate medical concerns. Yeah, and that's what we're seeing, of course, with the the COVID mask mandates where private corporations specifically are the, the key men. You know, these are the key... Uh, linchpins, if you will, of mandating this stuff. Because if it if it weren't required at all, these big corporations, they people wouldn't see them as often. Because now, whenever you go out, if you go into a big corporation, which most most people are, if they're getting groceries or you know going shopping at some department store, or whatever, they're seeing these masks everywhere. Mm-hmm. It makes them feel like uh, they're surrounded by them, and that everybody else is doing it. So you better get on board, or people will make fun of you. People won't like you if you don't wear a mask. <laughs> it really is peer pressure. If yes, you don't wear is. the mask, we won't think you're cool. We won't like you, and we won't hang out with you anymore. It's. Uh, I actually received a phone call from a local business owner here last night. She was, uh, I guess, on Facebook, which is, of course, where drama tends to happen. But there was a thread with one of the city council members uh, here in Keene. Now, for those that don't know, Keene, New Hampshire, just last week passed a mandatory mask ordinance in Mm -hmm. town and anyway this guy actually called the people that disagree with him so he's in favor of masks he called the people that disagreed with him f tards but he said the full word right so like you know that's just kind of nasty rhetoric when it comes from a city councilor a sitting city councilor (laughs) there's supposed to be some level of decor i think that's expected from those people but he's just coming right out and saying what he really thinks He thinks you're an F-tard if you don't want to wear a mask. Another example that these officials, these elected folk, they're, they're not leaders of any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. I, I, if you show me a politician who's a leader, I will show you somebody who's not a politician. Well, unfortunately, Captain, some people do want politicians to lead them. Even where though they where don't, the heck are we going that we need politicians to lead us to? It seems pretty bad. Where are we going? The place is not somewhere I want to go, but unfortunately, it seems like a where lot of Where specifically? Would the leaders there. please tell us where we're going that well, we need led? They're not going to say it in these words, but medical authoritarian corporate hellscape. I think that's the best uh, 
combo of words I've come up with. I don't so want to go there. That sounds like a bad thing. Yeah, I, I would rather sure not go to that now. place. I think we're there now. <laughs> I think we are too. And, sadly. and and New Hampshire isn't the worst of all the places, but in New Hampshire, Keene's one of the worst in New Hampshire by far. The article finishes, uh, as long as employers show there are significant costs associated with having unvaccinated workers, they would not need to offer religious exemptions to employees. Under the 1964 Civil Rights Act, employers are not required to accommodate religious employees if doing so would pose more than a de minimis or minimal cost. So, yeah, it's coming. Get ready. Uh, If you don't want... If you're, you know, traditionally against the state having any say over your body, right? Uh, your body, your choice. You know, if you said any of these words, but see, know. that's one of the funny things, Captain, is that in this circumstance, the people who I'm just going to generalize here. Mm-hmm. So some people on the right, for instance, are pushing back against a mandatory vaccine, mm-hmm. and they understand that it's their body and it's their choice. But when it comes to abortion, they don't think. That it's your body and it's your choice. And the the reverse is true, right? People on the left think it's your body and your choice when it's abortion. But when it's putting something else in your – putting something in your veins, uh, according to some state doctor, then no, you don't get a choice anymore. Right, because they can't apply the philosophy, the principle of the matter. They don't have any. They can't apply it consistently. They don't have one to begin with. Right, because – well, okay, but – if they actually saw through the heart of the matter, they sure. would be like, oh, the principle of this is my bo- you know, my body, my choice in all right. things. I see what you mean. Yeah. If they actually held that as a principle. Right. right. But the reality is the print they have no principles. The reality is it's, oh, well, my political party says this. So therefore, this. Oh, this politician who I respect says this, or this talk show host, Rush Limbaugh or whoever, uh, says something that I you know, believe in, and so therefore I will believe everything he says. As an individual human being on planet Earth, you are the ultimate authority over you. Mm. Only you can prevent forest fires. No, I'm just kidding. Only you have the best evaluation of what's good for you. Only you can decide what you prefer and what you don't prefer. Some people, you're right about that, Captain, but some people choose to grant those decisions to others. And I'm okay with that as long as they do it voluntarily, Right. right? Like if somebody wants to be somebody else's, you know, slave or whatever in some way, shape, or form, and they sign a contract to do just that, mm-hmm. far out, solid, right. right on. I'm not going to prevent you from doing any of you that. You can have any, but you, you want. absolutely do not have any right to do that to force that upon any other human being on planet Earth. Oh, Captain, you've just got oppositional defiance disorder. Perhaps I do. (laughs) (laughs) If wanting control over myself, my Mm -hmm. body, my choices, and my preference is oppositional defiant disorder, (laughs) then yes, as a matter of fact, I do. I'm opposed and I am defiant. Indeed. That's why we get along. To the point that uh, you may think it's a disorder, but I digress. We've got a medication for that. (laughs) Weed? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you mean a medical right? Yeah. Uh, oh, they're gonna they're gonna juice us all up if they get the chance. Oh, you know they are. And it's just like you know, forcing people to have a vaccine is just as ridiculous as forcing kids not to wear pajamas while doing online learning. Yeah. Right. They're they're both in some of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. That an organization comprised of force and violence 
can dictate to you or your family what goes in your body and what you can and cannot wear during activities that you and you alone are responsible for and during medical things that you should your preference should absolutely be respected at every level it's unfrickin' believable free talk live 855-450 free more coming up remember when you first heard about bitcoin how long did it take you to realize this little project would soon change the world do you kind of wish you had gotten involved sooner well, now is your chance to be part of the next revolution in money. Intercoin is working to finally make crypto go mainstream. It's designed to be scalable enough to support everyday payments and even elections without the state. Bitcoin was originally supposed to be a peer-to-peer cash system, the way we would all pay one another without having to trust any third party. But instead, over time, it mostly became a store of value. That's because every 10 minutes, the Bitcoin network must put all transactions into a block, and that block can only hold so much. If crypto is to become mainstream, for everyone to use it in everyday payments, we need a new architecture, one that's as secure as Bitcoin while being far more scalable. Check out intercoin.org to find out more, and maybe pick up some of those coins for yourself. Talk Live. Rolling into the second hour here on Free Talk Live. Roll in, roll in, roll in. Keep them Keep doggies the rolling, rolling rawhide. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is Free Talk Live. Our toll-free number, of course, is 855 855- Four five zero three seven three three or eight fifty five four fifty free, like freedom. And we're rolling into the second hour, as we've said. And tonight in the studio, you've got myself, the captain, nobody. It's Ian, and we're gonna shift gears a little bit. We've been talking about pajamas having been banned from online schooling. <laughs> we were talking about uh, what was the other thing? Something. Something. We'll talk about other things as well. <laughs> Maybe we won't. Maybe we'll talk about nothing. All uh, the news that fits, we print. Perhaps <laughs> in, in addition to talking of nothing, we'll talk about nobody. Sure. Or even to nobody. We can talk with him now. Perhaps, perhaps nobody will speak. Perhaps he won't. We nobody don't know. has arrived. It's true. It's true. He is here. We are here, and this is where we are. Prove it. Well... You know, what do you want me to do? Pinch you? you, uh, That won't prove it either. Well, to you, it will. (laughs) You're like, ow, see, you are here. It'll just prove that the simulation is effective. Life is but a dream. Persuasive. I was thinking, and this article headline cemented it, because somebody else that I know who is a really good writer, every time I read this author's stuff, I go, I need to read more of his stuff. Uh, It's an article by Jeffrey Tucker from AIER, the American Institute for Economic Research. The headline is, we need a principled anti-lockdown movement. Mm, Okay. If I had an Mm. applause button, I'd be pressing that thing right now. I don't have one, so you all in Radio Land can just imagine applause. Should we get him an applause button? We do have sound effects. I'll teach you how to. No, I, I, I brought a soundboard 
in ish one day, like one of these online ones. And yeah. It was just a lot of work to like manage and get the volumes all the same and that kind of thing. Mm, so right. I just kind of gave up on it. It was too much work, darn it. Yeah, this is radio. Yeah. We don't do that stuff. So he penned this article uh, from August 9th where he says, uh, Shell-shocked is a good way to describe the mood in the U.S. for a good part of the spring of 2020. Most of us never thought it could happen here. I certainly did not. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I've been writing about pandemic lockdown plans for 15 years. Wow. I knew the plans were on the shelf, which is egregious, but I always thought something would stop it from happening. The courts, public opinion, bill of rights, tradition, the core rowdiness of American culture, political squeamishness, or the availability of information, something would prevent it, so I believed, so most of us believed. Still, it happened, all in the matter of days. March 12th through 16th, I call it March 13th, that's the day I realized that the world had gone sort of bonkers. March 12th through 16th, 2020, and boom, it was over. We were locked down, schools shut, bars and restaurants closed, no international visitors, theaters shuttered, conferences forcibly ended, sports stopped. We were told to stay home and watch movies for two weeks to flatten the curve. I'd also like to point out that the government ended live performance of almost every frickin' variety. Mm -hmm. Something he did not touch on, including concerts. Just 20 weeks to flatten the curve, though. <laughs> Just 20 years to flatten the curve. Just, yeah. We only Just got 20 years to flatten the economy. <laughs> we only got 20 nah, more years to go. 20 years for that. True. Then two weeks stretched to five months. How lucky for those and who it's lived. it's not over yet. How lucky for those who lived in the States that resisted the pressure and stayed open. But even for them, they couldn't visit relatives in other states due sure. to quarantine restrictions and so on. Well, plus, I mean, it's good for them if they were able to stay open because that's good. Some extra level of freedom. But if if you are in a, you know, the United States and you're in one of the more free states, but all the other states around you are cracking down, well, their economies are going to be devastated. And a lot of them may have been your customers, right? Because yeah. not everybody's just running a business only dealing with people in their in their town right. uh, or in their county. They're, they've got customers across the United States and beyond. And if those people aren't buying, your numbers are down. Yeah. Well, and think about all the places that border on other you know cities, states, counties, all that kind of a thing, right? Even countries, right? Could uh, folks that did business, say, on the border of the U.S. and Canada that did business in both countries, what happened there? Right, We haven't talked about any of that, but I can't imagine it was good. Lockdowns ended American life as we knew it just five months ago for a virus that 99.4 to 6% of those who contract it shake it off. He's saying 99.4 to 99.6 right. is the fatality rate of those who contract it uh, shake it off. Uh, so, no, I'm sorry, it's the, uh, not the mortality rate, that's the immortality rate. Mm. If you get it, you are 99 point, let's just say 6, 99.6 times uh, or percent likely to recover fully. Yeah. For that, wow. for that, uh, you know, and the median age we've talked about here, 78 to 80, with comorbidities, for which there's not a single verified case of reinfection on the planet, for which international successes in managing relied on herd immunity and openness. Still, the politicians who had become dictators couldn't admit such astonishing failure, so they kept the restrictions in place as a way of covering up what they had done. Hmm. And I completely agree with that perspective. 
it's one thing to go and make a mistake because you don't know what you're supposed to do in a situation that's possibly unprecedented, right? Everybody kept referring to those first uh, projected charts from, you know, the guy who his models get everything wrong. They mm-hmm. overpredict catastrophe no matter Didn't what model. did he come out later and admit that he was wrong? Like by uh, a factor of 10 or yeah, something like that? Yeah. And in fact, he broke quarantine. He himself. <laughs> so he could go get some, if you know right. what I'm saying. He could go visit his lady of, you know, whatever. It's okay, though. They wore masks. Sure they did. I don't think they did, actually. I, if you're knocking boots, I don't think it matters if you wear, not, wear a mask. They're saying oh, now... Yeah, uh, there's there, an article. Yeah, there was an article. Uh, I don't remember which college it was, but they're saying that college students should wear masks while they have sex. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's That's not true. That's the but. stupidest thing in the world. <laughs> oh, give it five months, nobody. I'm sure. I'm sure government can come up with something more stupid than that. The stupidest thing in the world. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, there's nothing so permanent as a temporary government program. They got everybody to buy into this thing, right? And I'm not reading from the article right now. I'm just saying. They got everybody to buy into this thing, and everybody went along with it. They went, okay, two weeks. And then they were like, you know, we got them to do this. Why should we let this go? Sure. Let's get more control over the people. They like being told what to do, by all evidence. Makes them feel safe. Seems that way. See, they ought to take the, the ones that like it most and, like, tie them up and spank them every week so that... You know, and and then just let the rest of us be with or without masks. Uh, Whatever their I preference. don't care. Whatever <laughs> turns them on. Whatever meets their need to dominate people, they should meet it with people that want to be dominated. Apparently, it was the University of Georgia. So I did just pull up the story from the Sun over in the UK, mm-hmm. uh, where they have put out a pamphlet apparently to their students at the University of Georgia, it's the University Health Center. Now, just to be clear. Are they recommending like BDSM masks? I or are they talking about the face know. diapers? Uh, they say here that, you, quote, you are your safest sex partner. Practice solo sex. That means self-pleasure. Okay, I don't or need practice. I've got it right. Limit the number of sexual partners you have. Wash your hands and objects with warm water for 20 seconds before and after, after sexual activity. The virus has been found in the semen and feces of people with COVID-19. We don't know if COVID-19 can be spread through vaginal or anal sex. Talk about COVID-19 risk factors before having sex, just because that's going to make the mood really... Uh, yeah. Just as you would discuss consent, condoms, P-R-E-P, those, that apparently stands for something, Prep. and other safer sex types. Actually, it's spelled capital P, lowercase e, or excuse me, lowercase r, capital E, capital P. It's got to be some sort of college hmm. acronym, sex related evil thing. book of acronyms, the Acronomicon. I think, uh, consider, uh, and then prep yeah. sex is uh, where you where you just, you know, cut up your partners and put them in the refrigerator for later. <laughs> it's like being a prep cook. Put a little saran wrap on them. Right? <laughs> Bust out the little tray table. And then uh, there's two more tips, sex tips from the college. Here. We'll, we'll get to that. And more. This <laughs> is Free Talk Live, 855-450 free. Welcome back, everybody. 
It is Free Talk Live, the Monday night edition. 855-450-3733 is our toll-free number. That's 855-450-FREE, like freedom. You can call in, take control of the airwaves, talk about whatever you want to talk about. With you in the studio tonight, it is myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass, and I'm joined by... Nobody. And Ian. And we've started talking about this article from AIER, the American Institute for Economic Research by Jeffrey Tucker, and we'll get back to that in a minute. But we segued into this bit about uh, somebody's recommending college students wear masks during sex. Yeah, apparently the University of Georgia has, according to The Sun over in the UK, put out a pamphlet given to presumably all the college students there. A pamphlet? Uh, Must be official. Where they go through several different recommendations, which, number one, they recommend having no sex whatsoever, but only instead uh, with yourself, so self-pleasure. Washing hands or objects with warm water for 20 seconds before or after sexual activity. Uh, saying that the virus has been found in semen and feces of people with COVID-19, but then they say that they do not know if COVID-19 can be spread through vaginal or anal sex. If they were to determine that, then they would simply be prohibiting sex entirely between uh, students. I have a question. Yeah, that's going to work out real well. How does oral sex supposed to work with the masks and everything? That's another good question. Uh, We can't talk too much about those details, but uh, talk about COVID-19 risk factors, they say, before having sex, because, you know, that's always sets the mood. I think you'll have to put it on with masking tape. And then the final two points, consider wearing a face mask during sex. Heavy breathing and panting can further spread the virus, and wearing a mask can reduce the risk, which basically means the final point, they want you to avoid kissing and be creative with sexual positions that reduce close face-to-face contact. You are no longer allowed Uh, to be human. (laughs) Well, it it, it seems like the the transformation of of college students uh, into prostitutes is nearing an end. You know, now they've got strong rules against kissing that was like the last piece <laughs> or it's just going to be driven underground and become larger than ever um what is uh, college students becoming prostitutes oh kiss okay yeah. okay <laughs> there's another one here uh and again i'm only just going to read this we can't get into any detail on what what this means but the uh, british columbia's department of health also issued similar advice according to the sun advocating the use of glory holes quote use barriers like walls e.g. glory holes that allow for sexual contact but prevent close face-to-face contact so <laughs> make sure God. all of your sex is completely impersonal you don't want to know <laughs> and <who's>... anonymous <laughs> yeah. Yeah. nothing nothing risky about that at all okay uh, there oh there is no God. way there there is no disease that cannot be passed as far as i know through content through contact of blood and semen. That's just Yeah, it's absurd. ridiculous. Hey, uh, let's go to a call and see what a caller just, has to think about any of this right. or whatever they have to uh, say. By the way, your, your risk of receiving <laughs> all of the STDs is probably a lot higher, at least most of them. Some of them are pretty <laughs> than common the COVID, yeah. than COVID. Wow. Uh, we've got Ray calling from Arizona. Ray, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hello, can you hear me? Indeed we can. Indeed. All right, I got kicked out of a CVS today, so really? for not wearing a mask. Where? 
uh, in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh-oh. How did they kick you yeah. out? Was it like two big burly guys, bouncers? Did they like physically kick you out? Uh, no, I, I, it's a CVS. I went here before without a mask and this is like some new guy I never seen. And hmm. like, he just argued with me and he kept, he kept, uh, like he trying to call the cops and everything. And I just tell him he, he, uh, used every single, like, you know, think of the children, there's a pandemic going on, blah, blah, blah. Yep, you hate people, you just want to kill your grandmother. Right. <laughs> yeah, those, I kept saying, so what? I don't care, I don't care. I'm going to prepaid card here and get out, and that's it. So wait, and, you know, did you get the prepaid top. card and get out, or did you have to leave before you got the prepaid card? No, I just left. He, like, threatened to call the cops wow. and everything for, like, us passing now is and, uh, is Arizona like, one of the mandatory mask states? Oh yeah, Doug Ducey, like Doug Ducey, he uh, mandated it. Who's like, that? Like, is that the governor? That it's only Democrats. Is is huh? Doug Ducey the governor? Yeah, he's the governor. He's and a Republican. He's a governor. Republican. Yeah, see, his excellency. Yeah, that's the thing. A lot of these uh, right wingers seem to think that the Republicans actually care about their freedoms, and it's a load. I mean, there's plenty <laughs> of states. Where Republicans are running things and they have mask mandates, Texas is another one. Yeah. No, but he called the cops on me. I just waited out for him. I just Did waited you? for him the cops to come, and I waited for like five minutes. Uh, while I was waiting outside, he kept pointing at the <laughs> like the mask posters, like you know these exist, right, man? It's like, like I like whatever, man. Like just I'm waiting for the cops. That's by the way, the uh, this came. isn't legal advice, but you don't have to wait for the cops. Mm. Yeah, you got something yeah, to do. Yeah, You're look, busy. A, Go do your thing. I had a like a, 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 a health exemption, religious exemption. Did and, you get uh, a video I of was, your interaction my... with the police? Huh? Did you get video of your interaction with the police? No, no. Uh, I got... dropped the ball. Mm. No, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I know. I the cops didn't come though, but oh, really? They did, but they. They did, but they like, did. I died. It was them. He he caught. He was on the phone with like he was describing me. Like yeah, he sits too. Blah blah blah. Wearing this. Well, we know. I thought when... they were coming. I waited outside for them. They came. They. I was. I waited five minutes for them to come out of the doors, and I. So the cops came. Like, they went yeah. inside the store, but then you didn't have. Actually... No, they went inside CVS. They went inside some like burrito factory. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know if he actually called the cops. So the cops just showed up for lunch. They didn't actually. Yeah. When well, seconds count, you do. You call, like, you call the cop when you need somebody to show up two hours later and grab a burrito. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call tonight, Ray. We appreciate it. Uh, you know when. When seconds count, cops are only minutes away, yeah. and then yeah. they might decide to get a burrito. Oh, boy, what if he coughed on somebody while they were uh, <laughs> still still coming? They'd still shoot your dog. Uh, probably. Pro- cops uh, are like a box of chocolate. They'll know. kill your dog. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any more about the... Uh, the I mask? think that's pretty yeah, ridiculous right. what their advice was with... Uh, I- no, uh, no I, fun during sex. I mean, like you know, some of the more uh, we'll say kinkier folk already have you know masks and this kind of thing for sure. for their. Usually, there's a mouth hole in the mask, though. though. <laughs> so, um, some sort of a ball gag, perhaps, uh, <laughs> or something, something along those lines. You, you could use balls. You could use. You could use. <laughs> Eight fifty-five.
450 free like freedom that's 855-450-3733 do you wear the face diaper while you're having intercourse with your partner or other other loved ones do you wear any kind of diaper <laughs> some people are into that apparently strange uh, world we've got more of well all sorts of stuff coming up free talk live do you want more businesses accepting bitcoin cash and dash now, with AnyPay, you earn passive income for every purchase at those businesses. Finally, a financial incentive to spread Bitcoin Cash and Dash. You made it happen, so you receive the rewards. Download the AnyPay Cash Register app and add your cryptocurrency wallet addresses. Then, install it at a real-life business and tell us what you did at AnyPayInc.com. AnyPayInc.com. Welcome back to the show, everybody. You are in the right place for Free Talk Live, the live call-in radio program where you can call in, take control of the airwaves, and talk about anything you would like. We've been talking about a variety of subjects this evening, and with you in the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. Nobody. It's Ian. And I wanted to make sure that I ask you if you want more businesses accepting bitcoin cash and dash i know i yeah. do yeah i do i sure do now with any pay you can earn passive income for every purchase at those businesses finally a financial incentive to spread bitcoin cash and dash you make it happen so you receive the rewards here's what you do you download the AnyPay cash register app and then add your own cryptocurrency wallet addresses then you install the AnyPay Cash Register app at a real-life business and then tell us what you did over at AnyPayInc.com, AnyPayInc.com, and you'll get a piece of every Bitcoin Cash or Dash transaction that that business conducts. Good for you, good for them, good for us, good for cryptocurrency, bad for the man. I like it. Do it. If it's bad for the man, it's good for the world. AnyPayInc.com. So... Uh, we were talking about this article from Jeffrey Tucker, where he thinks we need a principled anti-lockdown movement, and I wholeheartedly I thought we were a principled agree. anti-lockdown movement. Aren't I think we, we are, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I so mean, somebody needs to, needs to tell Jeffrey Tucker about Free Talk Live. We I, exist. He, I think he knows about Free Talk Live, and, and he knows about the Free State Project and he did, the migration to he New He did Hampshire. mention, Ian Ooh. did mention that Jeffrey Tucker should move to New Hampshire. He's not far away now. He lives in Massachusetts. Well, he just needs to come a little bit north, because, yep. you know, if we could get all of the people who think these lockdowns are foolish into one place, then that place could buck the trend. That's Let's, right. I mean, I'd be all right with 10% of them. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'll take all of them. I mean, if, you know, if they can... It would be hard you know. to fit all of them into New Hampshire, mm -hmm. I'm guessing, because I don't think these... I mean, people don't tend to speak up, but, uh, you know, most people don't seem to want these nonsense lockdowns and these nonsense mask rules. You think? I mean, is that I don't is it just so. because those are the circles that you run in, meaning that the people that you associate with are more likely to not want it, so you feel like most people don't want it? 
Or are the polls that they're showing in the media correct, where the polls suggest that, you know, the supermajority of people are fine with masks? Well, I I think uh, I don't know. Maybe my maybe my uh, my numbers are somewhat f- swayed by the idea that uh, you know if you do think this these lockdowns are a good idea, I think you're an idiot. So I don't take your uh, take your opinion into uh, consideration. But uh, <laughs> you know, but but nonetheless. Different people exist with different ideas, and regardless of what the what the numbers are, for everybody to react the same way to a situation when there is deep division on how it should be dealt with is insane. Some places insane. should deal with it some one way, and yep. some places should deal with it another. There have to be Swedens. The the freedom movement, as it were, is occurring here in New Hampshire. And if you're listening to us tonight and you've ever even considered moving here, now is the time. If you've been waiting for yeah. a call, if you've been waiting for inspiration, this is the call. This is the inspiration that you need to go ahead and make that move. Put in your 30 days notice at your frickin' apartment. Call up U-Haul. Book your van. Do it before they stop you because, you know, right now in New York City they've got checkpoints. Mm-hmm. They do. They, they may let you out at the moment. Yeah. But how long is it going to be before it's a total lockdown and you can't leave? You can't travel unless you've had your COVID vaccination mm-hmm. and you're wearing a face diaper. Right. You know, and wow. you prove to us that you have business where you're going. That's essential. Make sure you paid your taxes, too. All of that. Yeah, there All is going to be that, that vaccine. No, I don't think so. Yeah, it's. You know, I I like vaccines that are like fine wines. They've been aged in a keg for a long time. And and, and while they're aging in a keg, they've been given to some people so you find out what happens 10 years later. You can't just slap together a vaccine like Rick and Morty and, uh, you know, (laughs) one episode, oh, here's the vaccine. We'll just mix in some vole and some playing mantis. And the next thing you know, the whole world is Cronenberg. That's wing. Eye of Newt. Where we heard this before. I have newt toe of frog. <laughs> so uh, Jeffrey Tucker continues, uh, the shock of spring, and I call it the dystopian spring, has mm. now turned to a summer of wickedness. Of course it has. With everyone pointing fingers at everyone else for the sorry state of life. Patience has run out and a national viciousness has taken its place. It is evident not only online but in person where strangers scream at each other for behaving in ways in which they disapprove. You're not wearing a mask because I want you to. You're going to kill grandma and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? They want they want you to be forced to behave to their preference because they don't realize what individual freedom is or means. What many states are calling open today would have been called closed six months ago. Sports are rare. Theaters aren't open. In some places, you still can't go to gyms or eat inside. That's a great point because they've been using these terms reopen. Oh, we're going to reopen Georgia. We're going to reopen Texas. Mm -mm. And then it's like... Reopen means twenty five percent of what you know restaurant could current could previously have. It's total control over all of your yeah. entertainment, all of it. In the course of less than five weeks, government took control of all of it, and they managed to take all of the joy out of life. That's kind of amazing. They did. Uh, they've certainly put the kibosh on live performances of almost every variety. I keep yep. saying that, and it's true. Uh, well, when, when's I, the last concert you I went to? I keep saying, let's rent a room and have one. 
because you know they can we'll shut do down the existing businesses, but they can't stop you from making music. They can't mm. stop people from coming and seeing it. We'll do it. Mask mandates are everywhere, and mask enforcers, too. People are ratting out their neighbors, sending drones to ferret out house parties, and lashing out at each other in public places. We've covered bits of all of this. Put them snitches in ditches. That's where they go. Mm. Imagine using drones to snitch out your frickin' neighbor because they're having fun. Imagine snitching out your neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. Can't do it. In a mere five months, lockdowners have manufactured a new form of social structure in which everyone is expected to treat everyone else as a deadly contagion. And I maintain that this reaction is due to a whole lot of people watching too much uh, Walking Dead, mm. right? Treating everybody as if they're infected or about to be infected. Even mm. more preposterously, people. Well, the have- irony, of course, is that they're the ones who are the zombies, they're the ones walking yeah. around without really. Uh, thought in their original thought in their heads and the uh, and the other irony is that 90 99.6 or 99.4 of the of the people who get this thing survive it mm-hmm. recover you know completely and don't get reinfected yeah even more preposterously people have come to believe that if you come closer than six feet from another person, a disease spontaneously appears and spreads. You can't spread a disease that you don't have. America has become an extremely ugly place. This is what the lockdowns did. All of this has occurred in the midst of the greatest political divide in many generations. Oddly, you almost predict a person's politics based on their attitude toward the virus. Mm -hmm. As if sitting political figures are responsible for creating or controlling pathogens, that have been part of the human experience since we first walked and talked. Well, there is a strong possibility that the Chinese communists created this virus. So it may have been created sure. by them. That doesn't mean they can fix it. The politicization of this disease has been a terrible noise that has distracted from the wise disease management that characterized the American way for more than a century. Yeah, it's true. And, you'll uh, get better or you'll die. And everybody just sort of laid down and took it. Lay, it a lay down. That's right. Everybody laid down. Remember, if you're going to lay down and take it, make sure you wear a mask. 855-450 free. We've got more coming up. In the right place for Free Talk Live, your favorite live call-in talk radio program where you can take control of the airwaves and talk about anything you'd like. Our toll-free number here is 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE. Like freedom, you can also get us on our Discord call-in line at discord.lrn.fm. And sound almost as if you're in the studio most of the time. Sometimes, you know, people have bad Wi-Fi or, you know, there's a bottleneck or their phone is just, you know, too filled with stuff that it doesn't sound great. But most of the time, it sounds way better than calling in on the regular lines over at discord.lrn.fm. 
Speaking of the studio with you tonight, it's myself, the captain. Nobody. It's Ian. And did you know that from mid-March to mid-July, Divi, the new easy-to-use cryptocurrency that we've been promoting on Free Talk Live, increased in value by over 10 times. That's pretty good. Nothing is stopping Divi from increasing exponentially again, and in fact, that is their goal. Divi's price jumped 10 times in correlation with their release of their beta wallet. Will Divi go up further when their wallet is fully released? I don't know. But at Free Talk Live, we're happy with our decision to hook up with Divi a year ago. You can go to DiviProject.org and begin earning Divi by starting a masternode or staking Divi. They have a lottery for people who stake the coin, too. Opportunity has knocked every day here on Free Talk Live since last September. Will you answer DiviProject.org? That's D-I-V-I Project.org. We've been... uh, discussing this article from Jeffrey Tucker from the American Institute of Economic Research where he wants a principled anti-lockdown movement. And he's basically been describing the events that have, well, led up to all of the lockdowns and mask mandates and unemployment and, uh, you know, billions of dollars being injected into the economy, government bailing out uh, not only corporations in themselves, but also this time chucking a little cheese at the regular folk, too. If if Jeffrey Tucker is close to uh, New Hampshire, maybe we should give him a call and say, hey, we're having one this week. Come on up, Jeffrey. Indeed. And and just call him every week because that's true. <laughs> well, it's true, but we're having an anti-mask uh, rally right. this Saturday, which is going to be well, out of the ordinary. Bro, you got speed dial, right? You got him? You got Jeffrey uh, Tucker? I do not have Jeffrey Tucker on speed dial. Um, I've never met the man, so. Uh, I've I've met him. I don't have him on speed dial. I'll, if if somebody has his oh, has oh, his number, though, somebody's phone ringing. Is that him call. calling right now? I give you permission. All right. Now he's been on the air with us a number of times in the past. Jeffrey, can we get him on the phone? Uh, I don't know his number. Okay. okay. All right. We'll have our people look into that. We'll, see if we'll, our we'll database, have our people email his people. Yeah, see if our free talk live database can you know resurrect a a number or contact info for him. Uh, but his question is, the American people support this, right? Question mark. And it seems that they do, do, right? Their actions apparently do. But he says, I'm, mean not, the crackdown? I'm not so sure. Yeah. Right, yeah. All, all of the uh, the draconian, you know, horrifying things that are going on. He says, I'm not, sure. I'm not so sure. It's true that the TV and online media are blaring panic all day and every day. If that's where you get your information, it surely must feel like the plague. Right. There is also the problem... That people feel tremendously powerless right now. They've been locked down, silenced, humiliated, and brutalized. The few attempts to get out and protest the lockdowns were greeted with jeers and derision Mm -hmm. by the mainstream media. But it turned out that this was because they were protesting the wrong thing. When the protests against police brutality and racism swept the country, the media wholly approved. Yes, Mm. it all felt like gaslighting. I do remember, because remember, they were protesting the lockdowns, and the media was having none of that. Right. Right. The mainstream media. As a matter of fact, they were talking about how people going out and protesting the lockdowns were going to spread the disease. You are all going to get it and die. interestingly enough, Black Lives Matter uh, rallies make you immune. Mm. According to the mainstream media. You can't spread the disease if you're protesting on a left-wing topic. Oh, is that how that works? Yes. Oh, I was unaware. Where precisely does the American opinion stand on the lockdowns today? The polls, one cannot trust. Nope. 
people know exactly what they're supposed to say to pollsters during a police state lockdown. It's usually a good guess that one-third of Americans take a position that is more or less consistent with human liberty. It's not a fixed group, and it shifts depending on the issue. So that's probably a good guess now. The incredible frenzy of the lying media has confused vast numbers. A poll revealed that many Americans think that 9% of us have died from COVID-19. <laughs> wow. I repeat, many Americans think that 9% of us have died from COVID-19. Maybe 9% of, like, you know, an old person's home somewhere in New York City died of it. Where it's really 0.04%. Yeah. Percent. Yeah, 9% would be basically one out of every 10 people that you know have died. Right. And no. Wow. That's not happening. Do you know anybody who's who's died of this? I still no, don't no. know a single person who has died. I, I know a couple people who came down with it uh, remotely, but... I no. don't know that I know anybody personally that came down with it. I know people who know people, so like two people removed, mm-hmm. two degrees of Kevin Bacon, if you will. Yeah. So Tucker continues, yes, we have a propaganda problem, starting with the New York Times, which just today demanded, quote, more aggressive shutdowns than have been carried out in the past. The the United States has not had a true national lockdown, shuttering only about half of the country compared with 90% in other countries with more successful outbreak control. We need a true destruction of the economy. It hasn't gone far enough. Mm. Freaking idiots, well, man. Prosperity is sin. And if you sin, God will punish you with plagues. <laughs> Tucker continues None of this is true. This is pure ideological propaganda. The people who are saying true things seem to be only the 1% versus the barrage of nonsense coming from media culture mm-hmm. today. We are the 1%. <laughs> How times have changed. We see almost no discussion from the mainstream press of the empirical evidence at home and abroad that the lockdowns make no sense from a medical and economic perspective. Medical experts for many decades have warned against disturbing social functioning in the event of disease. Preserving freedom has always been the policy priority. 1949 to 52, 1957 to 1958, 1968 to 69, and 2005, the American Revolution itself took place in the midst of a smallpox outbreak. Liberalism arose during centuries of pandemics, Mm -hmm. and yet here we are. Uh, Right. Progress continued because it was allowed to. Mm -hmm. Allowed. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the truth. Oh, it's so ugly. They didn't do anything about it previously. They just let the market handle it. Right. Let the medical people do whatever they thought that was best and let people do what they thought was best. Right. Make your own decisions. Out. Figure it out. Right. If you're at risk, take precautions. If you're not, go about your life the way you did before. Now, Have if, a normal face. If you're still in business, it's because you're you know, maybe in a place where you're lucky enough to still have some customers, or maybe you're still eking along because you got some government handout. You know, you've been given a label. You've been deemed essential. Mm. Right? By whom? Wow. Whom? 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 Who makes these decisions? Who makes these decisions and for whom are they made? Correct. Where is who's on this panel? How do I get a job as the guy who deems what's essential and not? How do I get that job? Well, you got to get elected. You got to get elected. You got to be 500 people are enough to run a country of 320 million. 
500 decision makers are all that's required. If you believe that one, I've got a bridge that I can sell you. This country needs a serious anti-lockdown movement, Tucker continues. One that is not just political, but cultural and intellectual. Mm. One that is deeply educated on history, philosophy, law, economics, and sciences. And we can rally around traditional American civic postulates concerning individual freedom and the limits of governments. And also around universal principles of human rights. If liberty means anything, it means that we are not locked down. It means, moreover, that lockdowns are unconscionable. Yeah, he's he's right. Uh, having gone to some of the re- so-called reopen New Hampshire events here mm-hmm. in New Hampshire, uh, being disappointed by seeing, I think you were at one of them. I was right, at a Captain, couple of them. Yeah. Uh, disappointed by seeing so many people there flying Trump flags and with their Trump memorabilia all over. Trump pansies. As though this guy is somehow concerned for your freedoms. He's not. Yeah, he hasn't done anything, has he? He hasn't nope. done anything to stop the. Uh, to stop the lockdowns not as far as i can see and you know he went a long time before he donned a mask in public and all of a sudden now he's going along so what happened there nobody seems to know well not you know nobody knows 855-450-3733 we've got more free talk live coming up News from news.bitcoin.com. Goldman Sachs warns that the U.S. dollar is on the path to lose world reserve currency status. Experts say that Bitcoin will continue to rise to as much as $20,000 this year. Coinbase reports more institutional investors are buying cryptocurrency. Cashgames.bitcoin.com announces a $3,000 leaderboard tournament. Bitcoin.com is your source for getting started with cryptocurrencies, getting a wallet, buying Bitcoin cash, mining, and all the latest cryptocurrency news at news.bitcoin.com. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Yes, going into the third hour of your favorite call-in radio talk show program. Or your most hated. Depending on, you know, how much sand you have in your (laughs) nether regions. It is Free Talk Live. Our toll-free number here is 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE, as in freedom. You can give us a call, talk about anything you like, talk about anything we've been talking about tonight or any other day that we've been on the air, which we're on the air seven days a week, by the way, uh, from 7 until 10 Eastern time uh, is when the live show occurs. You can get our archives at freetalklive.com, listen to thousands of back episodes, podcasts from before podcasts were even called podcasts, etc., and so on. And uh, with you in the studio tonight, it is myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Nobody. And Ian. We've been talking about this article by Jeffrey Tucker from the American Institute for Economic Research. And I just want to say before we go on with the article that, indeed, Jeffrey, if you're listening, get your ass to New Hampshire. Yeah. I mean, hey, if you want a principled movement against the mask madness and this COVID crackdown, well... There's no better place to be than around other principled people, because how else are you going to have a principled movement? It's going to be very difficult if you're the only person in the area you know, from which you hail that is in any level concerned about this or willing to do something about this. You've got to be with people who are principled and are willing to do something about it. There's a lot of people out there who are principled, but they're not willing to do anything about it. And there's a, a, a 
fewer people, way mm-hmm. fewer, who are both principled and willing to actually take action. It is really interesting being a person who relocated from, well, the Seattle, Washington area to New Hampshire recently within yeah. the last you know, year uh, or so. a little over a year, I guess mm-hmm. now, um, that being around other people with, we'll say, similar mindsets towards freedom and philosophy and that type of a thing really is a thing to behold you know it's it's better than i thought it could be mm. um it, it is interesting in that you know you no longer feel ostracized right you no longer feel like you're you're yelling you know into a crowd you're the the one yeah the one black sheep running Lone up wolf. the hill while everybody else is running down the hill kind of a thing um it, it is really interesting that way and i have learned so much just by being around all you guys and everybody else you know surrounding uh, this type of a movement you know in the freedom family if you will that's here uh, it's been fantastic so uh, if you've ever yeah, thought about don't it, know what they're missing. If you ever they thought really about don't. it, get off your butt and get here, or stay right right where you are and get locked in uh, to the place where you're staying for good. I mean, I you know, I it sounds like an exaggeration, but just in today's news, there's a story that the apparently the city of Chicago has now raised their bridges, so and closed if, the tollways and yeah, things of that if, nature. If you thought you were going to leave Chicago today, sorry, surprise, you can't or start swimming. Maybe they'll shoot at you if you start swimming away. I don't know. They bust, definitely don't want you to leave. Bust out that jet pack you've been working on since 1974 <laughs> <laughs> when you right. first saw it on Buck Rogers. Yeah, if you've got a helicopter or something like that, you probably can get in and out Maybe. of uh, Chicago, but that's about it. Maybe like an ultralight or something yeah. if you got a yard or something, you know, but... You're not getting out of downtown Chicago anytime isn't soon. on an island, though, so I don't think that they can isolate it by raising bridges. I don't know what bridges they have in They got a bunch of tollways Chicago. that they, they do can have close. tollways. They do have bridges. Uh, as a matter of fact, I once found myself broke in Chicago and I uh, had to scrounge up some change to get out of there um, on a tollway, but uh, but they're they're not on an island okay they're, good to know they're, they're connected to land <laughs> shows what i know about chicago they they do have uh one side of the city is all lake though it's lake michigan so you you can't go that way well yes you cannot you can go you can into if you have a lake boat, michigan yeah. or or uh or lake superior i'm sorry you you can go michigan. swimming in lake superior but lake you're michigan. unlikely to swim to michigan it's lake michigan it is lake michigan is. okay I can never Wisconsin, which one Michigan, is which. and uh, Illinois all share. Okay, indeed, that's funny. I'm from Michigan. I still can't remember which one's Michigan, which one's Superior. Superior, Superior. is the one, the one north. Michigan's not caring. Michigan's the one west. At any rate, uh, Jeffrey Tucker asks, "What should this movement, which need not be formally organized, study, believe, and teach?" Uh, and we could talk about that. Did you have something more to say about the article no. of the Chicago? No, I just okay. wanted to mention that. Did you know why there's always a southerly wind blowing out of Milwaukee, which is just north of Chicago? Because there's a load of Because Chicago something. sucks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I got a Chicago joke. My other I've Chicago never been there. My other Chicago joke is uh, there, there's a, a, a baseball cap out there, and it just says, Chuck Chicago. Like it. <laughs> have you heard of Chuck? No. <laughs> So what should this movement, which need not be formally organized, study, believe, and teach, asks Jeffrey Tucker. Because prosperity rights are the first violated in lockdown, the movement needs to embrace and champion the right of private ownership and control of businesses, homes, and ourselves. 
Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, these are things we talk about on the regular here on Free Talk Live. The liberal tradition. Unfortunately, in order to champion that uh, in a meaningful way, you have to actually like do something instead of just, I think, talking about it. You need to have business owners who are willing to actually put their freedom on the line and Indeed. and throw their doors open and you know maybe hang up a sign that says enter at your own risk and then make their own decisions about what to do. Well, we know a uh, Broward gym owner was arrested for the third time after Good moving all him. of his gym equipment outdoors in an effort to, you know, keep his business afloat. Yeah. Sad. That's the sad thing, is it? It's so ridiculous. That's the level of commitment that it takes, but there's so few people who are willing to be committed to that level that there's no momentum that any kind of movement could gain. Yeah, there's a few burning embers, but there's no fire, at least at this point. But if we could get all them burning embers to come together in one place... We can't. They can't all come together. But if we could get like 10% of them, that'd be all right. Perhaps we could ignite something. So... It's not too late. The liberal tradition has long affirmed this principle, and it's nothing but appalling that the lockdowns took place as if private property doesn't exist. Suddenly, everything and everyone belonged to the state. Well, but that's the thing. It wasn't sudden. Right. I mean, it may have been suddenly apparent to some people within the last few years, but this has been going on for generations. And, I, it, and it started when the it's first... It's been a creeping thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. it started when the first business, at least as far as business is concerned... It started when the first business was told to do the first thing by government goons at some point, whenever it was. I don't know if it was the 1800s or the 1700s or yeah. whenever it was that somebody calling themselves the state or the t- city of or the town of said, I think we should make all these business owners do X. And whether that was get a occupational permit or a health permit yeah. or just you know, get whatever kind of paying, whatever permits or licensing fees or whatever nonsense scheme that they cooked up, or just to say, oh, well, we don't think your kind of business is allowed here. We need to have this zone for industry. We need to have this zone for residences. We need to have this zone for this kind of industry. And as soon as somebody said, okay, just tell us what to do, Mm -hmm. we'll do it. And on a, that's where it ended. On a position that I think a lot of folks who live in the United States of America can identify with, it started when the first property was seized because somebody didn't pay their tax. Sure. That's how you know that you don't own your property. When somebody else can just come and remove you from it and take it from you because you didn't cough up the extortion money. Right. It started right then, but also it it uh, it started when they got away with it because if right. enough people had cared, they could have gone and stopped it from happening. Right. They could have gone there and like... Bid on the property and giving it back to the guy. Yep. You know, they could have done something and I mean, they didn't. That's the purpose of the Second Amendment. So when they get it wrong, you can fight back. Mm. Yeah, apparently the Second Amendment doesn't work. Well, the Second Amendment works fine in that, you know, the, the weapons still exist, but if you don't use them, then you deserve what you get. It would indeed be the state to declare what is or is not essential or even what is elective versus non-elective for your medical care. Yeah, uh, it is getting ugly. I predicted that it would get dumber. It hasn't stopped. The more the lo- more I read about this kind of stuff, the dumber it seems to me. I don't know about you. Uh, yeah, I don't know when we're going to reach maximum dumb. Uh, peak dumb is still a ways away in my opinion, but... Uh, Perhaps not as far as I thought. Well, if they shut down the public schools, it might stop growing. Free Talk Live, more coming. 
Welcome back to the program. Free Talk Live is the name. Taking your phone calls is our game. You can dial in and talk about, well, anything you'd like to. Our toll-free number, of course, is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. Operators are standing by right now. Here's how to order. But wait, there's more. <laughs> Three easy payments. You also get this free set of Ginsu knives. No, I'm just kidding. Call you now. You don't get any Ginsu knives. It yeah. slices, it dices, it cuts through an aluminum can and still goes through a tomato like this. The Black & Decker Packer Wrecker. It slices, it dices, it circumcises. <laughs> <laughs> the all-in-one. The tool you didn't know you needed. <laughs> Uh, so, yes, you can call our toll-free number. You can find us over on Discord at discord.lrn.fm. And uh, in the studio tonight with you, it's myself, the captain. I have no idea who I am. And it's Ian. We'll just <laughs> refer to you as nobody. That's it. That's it. I'll be nobody. We've been talking about this article from the American Institute for Economic Research, also known as AIER, from Jeffrey Tucker, who's a pretty good author. Uh, he writes a lot about uh, stuff surrounding liberty, freedom-ish. He does. Uh, and we've been talking about how he thinks that there should be a principled anti-lockdown movement. And I, of course, agree. Uh, we seem to think here in the studio that we kind of have one going on here in, in New Hampshire already. Yeah, I mean, when they told us to lock down, we went out and partied in Central Square here in Keene, and we did it now, what, 19 weeks? 19 yeah. weeks running. It's going to be our 20th anniversary. That's right. Just 20 weeks to flatten the curve. <laughs> <laughs> and so the article continues, what should this movement, you know, do or, you know, teach or, or believe? And he says it should embrace the freedom to choose our associations, since that is what came under attack next. If it's going to be effective, it has to embrace physically fighting for them, because that's the only that's the only way they're going to be restored to us. If we actually throw bullets at the people who are harming us. Well, I don't think violence is going to be the way that uh, also, you get like, to. I think solution, if we but... stop following their instructions, the result will be violence, at which point our choices will be to fight or to die. I think that if they are using violence against you, you have the right to defend yourself. Correct. You absolutely. absolutely. And if more people would recognize when the violence is being used against them, perhaps more people would defend themselves. But if live uh, free or die fighting, yeah. death is not the worst of evils. Slavery is. But if you live in a place where the supermajority of people believe that the government is good and the government is uh, is helpful and that they think that you are causing problems, that you are killing people by not wearing masks, then they're going to cheer as they throw us into cages. Yeah. Well, what they someplace else. What they've done, of course, is they've effectively turned people against themselves so that they escape any blame. Sure. It's it's an age-old trick if you study, like, again, educate yourself on how politics works, how the two-party yeah. <laughs> system doesn't Even. take care of you, how it divides people and turns them against each other right. so that the, the ruling class doesn't get theirs. So what happened Same during this game. during this lockdown? We couldn't gather in groups. Couldn't hold conferences, couldn't go to the movies, yep. couldn't do anything that wasn't socially distant. And remember, they're now saying they want to have a more severe lockdown. 
yeah. that it wasn't mm. locked locked enough. They want us to be more, more like in. Australia, where you can only go out for exercise for an mm-hmm. hour a day, at less than five kilometers from your house. It also sounds like they want to uh, start locking down people's genitals, according to the uh, story we were reading earlier about these colleges. Yeah. Indeed. Well, colleges always have hilarious sex advice for their students. <laughs> <laughs> like, wear a mask, for example. But who knows? Maybe there'll be uh, government-issued uh, chastity belts or something like that soon. There you go. Yeah. Hey, uh, before we go on, I just wanted to take a second and say thank you to Richard Freeman. He is a silver amplifier. That means he gives... That's five bucks a month. Five bucks a month to the AMP program over at amp.freetalk.com live.com and if you're unfamiliar with this program it's a program where you can help us spread the message of liberty if you like our content you like the characters that we have here on this radio program you are getting you know programming that you wouldn't get from anywhere else if you'd like any of that you can go over to amp.freetalklive.com and contribute and help us get on more radio stations it's up to you we're somewhere near the 200 mark we could be on 220 250 stations it's really up to you the money goes exclusively to help us get on more stations so amp.freetalklive.com radio stations by the way are going to get real cheap i think uh, within the next few years because Business is way down right now. There's uh, news headlines from the Talkers Magazine, which is the industry publication of note here in the mm-hmm. talk radio industry. This was just, I think, Friday or Thursday. iHeartMedia, which is the largest radio corporation in the United States, they own more stations, I think, than any other. Uh, they say that their revenue of $488 million for quarter two of 2020 is a 47% decrease compared to the same period in 2019. iHeartMedia reported that broadcast revenue declined 57%, network revenue down 38%, digital revenue actually increased by 2%, uh, which isn't much. And sponsorship and events declined 65%. So overall, down 47% compared to the same period last year. And it's not just iHeartMedia. It's all of them. So I'm sorry, that's revenue? Uh, That's correct. 47%. That's a huge drop in revenue. Wow. Wow. Yep. I almost sort of anticipated... Maybe an increase in listenership. That's happening uh, in certain industries, not necessarily in radio because not as many people are going to work. So they're losing all the at-work drivers. They're gone. Right. Yeah. The thing about, about radio is if you're home, it's easier to watch video. Mm -hmm. You know, you might as well use both uh, sight and, and hearing. Uh, but if you're driving a car, obviously your site is tied up. So it's there's always going to be a link between radio and transportation. Uh, another radio corporation called Entercom had its revenue decrease 54% from quarter two I'm of 2019. Entercom, yeah. 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 How a much? 54%. 50, so 47, 54. That's, right. wow. And that's just the second quarter. What's well, the third quarter going to be like? Maybe the people who run those companies should stop being yes-men mm-hmm. for the government and point out that, you know, we should have enough freedom to be able to do business. And then advertisers yeah. might buy things from Once them. again, though, it's a licensed industry, so they feel like they got their little club pass and everybody else has to get jump through the hoops. Hey, let's go to uh, some of your calls and thoughts right now. We have Dan calling from Melba, Idaho. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? 
just wanted to thank you for being basically the only voice of sanity in the world right now. <laughs> we appreciate that, Dan. Hold that thought. We'll bring you back. Hold that thought. Stand by. Dan seems to like the program. We'd like to hear more from him. And from you, 855-450-3733. We've got more from our callers and from this article coming up on Free Talk Live, freetalklive.com. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farms, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com Yes, this is Free Talk Live. I'm Sean Connery, commander of the <laughs> Russian submarine with a Scottish accent. <laughs> no, it's, oh, it's it's not Sean Connery. It's it's not. I I do a poor impersonation of Sean Connery. It's a you know decent attempt, but he, poor. Yeah, you, you know that uh, in that Hunt for Red October, he was you know Scottish, right? So. But he's supposed to be Russian. He's supposed right? to be Russian, and so they had a bunch of like Russian-sounding actors around him, uh-huh. and they were like, "Yeah, his Scottish accent really stands out." No. So let's replace these Russian-sounding guys with Scottish-sounding guys to make really? Sean Connery sound more Russian. That doesn't seem like it'll work. But it totally worked. Did it? Okay. I guess I don't know. Uh, this is Free Talk Live. In case you're wondering what the heck we're talking about. Uh, what are we talking about? It's uh, 855-450-3733 is our phone number if you'd like to call in and get on the air. Uh, you know, we might have time to get you on. Uh, we've been talking about all sorts of fun things. Uh, we had Dan calling from Melba, uh, Indiana, it looks like, and we'll get back to him in just a second. But first, Intercoin's programmable coins are designed to help groups raise money for a new project or initiative in a way that is compliant with regulations. Coins can represent securities that obey individual rules, like not being sold to U.S. residents for 40 days. Purchased coins can contain rules that govern how they are to be spent and when they can be cashed out. And Intercoin itself is designed to provide full trustless liquidity between any currency pairs, removing the need to list coins on exchanges to enable secondary trading. Intercoin is attempting to regain some of our freedoms that are threatened on the Internet and in meat space. We think that's important here on Free Talk Live. So important that Free Talk Live accepted $40,000 worth of Intercoin tokens from Intercoin Inc. for advertising. If you think freedom is important too, check out Intercoin at intercoin.org. You can invest in this special and potentially in this project and potentially make big gains or just be involved and perhaps shape its future. That's intercoin.org. So, uh, where were we? We left off with Dan calling from Melba. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live. You were started to say something, and we had to uh, go and you know do the thing. So we're back now. What's on your mind? 
Uh, yeah, I, I was like, again, I was just saying you guys are the only voice of sanity in the world right now. So I really appreciate what you guys are doing. Thanks. Um, uh, I'm just really worried about the, the future of the world, given the current state of governments just going out of control. Well, worrying isn't going to do anything, so you might as well stop uh, that, worrying about it. It's not going to affect it. That's very true. That's very true. Uh, I do. Uh, I've been into the like libertarian movement ever since like Harry Brown way back in the oh, day. Wow. Um, started reading his books when he was running for one of his presidential campaigns, and mm-hmm. then. I actually went to Porkfest a long time ago, which is where I heard about you guys, Free Talk Live. But I'm not even sure if you guys were there. I heard about you from, like, the School Sucks podcast guy. Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then you guys introduced me to Bitcoin back when it was, like, 245 bucks for a Bitcoin. So I'm very wow. happy about that as well. <laughs> Bitcoin, by, by the way, for listeners that paid. aren't aware, is currently hovering just beneath $12,000 per Bitcoin. That's awesome, Dan. Yeah. So, you know, what I would suggest that you do, Dan, instead of worrying about the future, is you do something to try to have an effect on it. Uh, You know, whatever that means for you, as we were suggesting earlier, we would like to see people migrate. People who love freedom should migrate together to be in the same geographic area so they can have more of an effect. Uh, But whatever that means for you. Yeah, I, I am actually heavily considering visiting out to New Hampshire again and thinking about moving out there. So Do it. Great plan. Hope you do. Love we to need, see you here, man. We need man. reinforcements. Yep. All right, we appreciate <laughs> the call tonight, Dan. Thanks so much. Uh, it's always nice to hear from folks that appreciate what we do here. And uh, I would I also like to hear from people that don't appreciate what we do. Well, indeed, for the alternate perspectives yeah. and that kind of thing. But uh, I am a fan of folks considering moving and joining what we have going on here, particularly if you're fond of freedom, which seems to be becoming less and less every day. Yeah, it's not hip. Yeah, definitely not. Uh, let's move right along to Kirby from Indianapolis. Kirby, you are on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hey, um, I was I was listening earlier uh, at the college story, masking up for sex and stuff. <laughs> Have right. you guys ever seen uh, Demolition Man? Yeah, I love that movie, man. That's fantastic. It, Murder it, Death Girl. Doesn't it kind of remind you of that? Oh, it I mean, sure uh, does. Yeah, it does. It we, sure we're does. We're not supposed to talk to each other, shake each other's hand. Right. And, uh, and they had virtual yeah. sex too. Remember, there was a scene. Yes, they, they did. Yeah. Yep, they sure and, did. And when he asked, "How do we go about having babies?" It was all in vitro. Mm-hmm. Everything is coming to technology. They really want to turn us into drones of some kind. And yeah. uh, much as I hate winter and cold weather, I might have to come visit you guys permanently. <laughs> you know, yeah. I hope you do. Well, hey, you know that movie was really. I mean, they really um, did a great job of predicting some of the things that we were that we're seeing happen now, including the separation of sort of the dregs of society. Right. Like we're seeing now those of us who don't want to wear masks are essentially being treated as second class citizens. Uh, We had it happen to us this weekend at our uh, weekly event that we have called Social Sundays here. We've been going to this local place that sells great hamburgers uh, for the last 
few years at least and they told us if we don't wear masks we can't come into the restaurant anymore and they you know he was nice about the manager was as courteous as he mm-hmm. could be because he knows we're good customers but he's afraid of being fined by the government and yeah. to him the fear of what the government might do is greater than treating his customers the way they want to be treated that's so that's too bad to move move that event to a place where they're not cowards. That's yeah. true. I would also like to point out that in Demolition Man, they also apparently ran out of toilet paper. Mm-hmm. Did they? Oh, the yeah, three you're right. Shells. The three seashells. Yep. <laughs> yeah, right. great point. What did they get wrong in that movie? <laughs> uh, nothing. Uh, well, so far, I can walk down the street and cuss freely without a fine a rolling out of a machine. Yet. Not yet. Yet. <laughs> Don't don't give them any more ideas. <laughs> <laughs> right. Any final thoughts, Kirby? Uh, just that I agree with Dan. You guys are about the only sane voice out here. Even National Public Radio is pushing this other agenda. Of course they are. They're the government. Yeah. Anytime you have the uh, the word national, and thanks for the call tonight, Kirby. By the way, we appreciate you. Yes. Um, anytime you have the word national, if you just substitute it for the word government, you get a far more accurate picture. National parks are government parks, right? The National Football League is the government football league, etc., and so on. Yeah, just, yeah. Demolition Man was a movie that did not need a sequel, but they're talking about it. <laughs> mm. Of course they are. <laughs> they mean, should do one with a fake pandemic. It's going to be hard to top. I mean, Wouldn't that be more of a documentary? You know, Ooh. most most sequels cannot outdo their predecessor. It's going to be a hard yeah. task to top Demolition Man. I'm trying to think if there's ever been a sequel that outdid. Aliens maybe. is Aliens, generally considered yeah. to be as good, if not better, than the original. Maybe, Depends on who you maybe ask. Return of the Jedi. A lot of people would say that, too, I think. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what else. That's probably it's about it. It's pretty few and far yeah. between. That's uh, certainly uh Terminator 2. Oh yeah, Some Terminator would say 2. That was yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, I did enjoy that one more. Also, so. the same director. Yeah, continuing on sort mm-hmm. of the the thread, if you will, the story mm-hmm. line of that. Um, but a I different. Know if I would say it's better though, because Terminator Two wouldn't have worked without Terminator. Well, I mean, obviously that's true, but and they were also two completely different types of movies. I mean, the first movie was more like a, uh, a stalking kind of uh, thriller yeah. and uh, suspense movie, and then the other one was just an all-out action, right? Robotic blowout. alien okay, from the how future. About, uh, how about uh, Mad Max versus uh, versus the uh, the long, Road Warrior? Oh, the Road Warrior is far superior. In my opinion. Uh, 855-450 free. Like freedom. We've got more free talk live coming up for you. Welcome back, everybody. This is Free Talk Live. It's the Monday Night Edition, the Kick-Ass Edition, if you will. I am your host tonight, the Dr. Reverend Captain Kick-Ass. It's an honorary doctorate. I'm nobody. It's Ian. And we are here. And our toll-free number, of course, is 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE, like freedom. We've been talking about all sorts of things tonight, but... uh, most recently, we were talking about this article from Jeffrey Tucker from the American Institute of Economic Research and what a principled anti-lockdown protest 
might look like? What kinds of things might they do? Might they believe? Might they teach? And he goes on to say that this movement needs to celebrate and defend religious freedom, since, incredibly, most houses of worship were forcibly closed by government. Yeah, they don't even want them singing in churches in California. What I really hate myself personally about the lockdowns is the the no gathering bit, Uh right? Because the government says no gathering of people, and what is generally the thing that happens before any sort of change in society? A bunch of people People have to get together, gather, and talk about the change that they're about to try and make happen. And so when they take that away from you, and usually those would occur in things like bars yep. or yep. places of worship, right? You know, churches and yep. that kind of thing, community centers, right? And so once they get rid of that, they eliminated the ability for people to gather and talk about how to change the current paradigm, which I find horrendously hideous. Well, they only eliminated it for the people who were obedient. That's true. Because we continued gathering here. That's true. We and did. we haven't stopped. That's true. We did. And, and they haven't tried to stop us, by the way. Except for that one time. There was one time where they ticketed some cars, cars around right. Central Square, but they didn't yeah. try to stop us from gathering. That's true. That's true. And two of us have already had the tickets dropped. So, And, you know, if you're out there listening, have you gathered continuously several times since this has all gone down? Do you down? have enough people with whom you can gather? That's a great where question. Where you are. If not, come and gather with us. Yes, Mm -hmm. please. I I have to imagine that there are people everywhere who want to but can't Mm -hmm. because they can't find enough people who agree with them to do so. I bet that's true. I know that there were people at uh, ForkFest this year Mm -hmm. who had come in from the big cities like one guy, uh, Nick Shankin uh, from Philly, who used to live here in Keene, moved back to Philly several years ago, and now he's... Feeling sorry, he he wants to get out of there. He he says it's like ninety five plus percent compliance, and people are literally like were jeering at him on the streets. His so called friends are giving him a hard time over social media because they yep. won't actually like see him in person. Right, um, and there's nothing that he can do. There's l- literally nothing for him to do, and he's in a big city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, when you live in big cities, the whole point is there's stuff to do, right? That's the yeah. way. That's the reason why people live in big cities. A wide variety of to selections do. to choose from. Not anymore. Well, and think about the the dynamic between human beings, right? So it used to be there was this sort of two faced, you know, thing in society where like people behaved one way on the social media, but mm. another way face to face to human yeah. beings, you know, for for large portions of the population anyway. And now there's only one way. And that's the online way, mm, you right. know. I mean, uh, you know, unless you're masked up and oh, you know. they'll they'll jeer at you in person. I mean, I had that happen once already. Indeed, they will. Really? Yeah, yeah. I was at the mailbox place here in Keene, where a bunch of us libertarians have mailboxes, private mm. mailbox, and they were putting into place a mandatory mask rule, but they hadn't put it in yet. They were informing me. Uh, that I that they were going to, right? Like, okay, well, as of Monday, you're not going to be able to come in here unless you have a mask on. And I told them, well, look, you know, again, not I'm not trying to be rude or mean or anything. I'm like, look, just to let you know, uh, I have a religious objection to, to this. And mm-hmm. so what are the other options? Because I'm, I'm not going to put a mask on. My religion forbids me to be a pussy. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> you know, that's one way to look at it. But also, it's also my religion to not follow an evil religion, which is what the state is. That is a fact. I'm not going to do that. But as I said those words, 
there was a woman who some Karen was walking out of the uh, the store. I never actually saw what the woman looked like because I was busy talking to the clerk at the store. Right. But I knew she was walking behind me. I, I heard the door open and she she yells behind me. She goes, "A religious objection!" <laughs> Right. At the top of her lungs, as Ooh. loud as she could as she walked out. The poor employee was embarrassed. She actually apologized uh, over it. But, uh, yeah, so that's happened to me. Wow. Yeah, I mean, people will never cease to amaze me. I haven't had anybody uh, give me a, a directly hard time. Yeah. I've had people. That's uh, the only one so far. No, uh, I had the a- bank complained that I was wearing a Guy Fox mask. and <laughs> I uh, wanted something that didn't Excellent cover choice, my eyes. Excellent choice. But, I, I did get uh, told by an older gentleman who was very far away from me to stay away from him because he didn't want to die. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, well, stay away from me. I don't want to <laughs> yeah. catch your cowardice. I, 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 I was like, there's there's only one way out of here, pal. Yep. We're all Sorry, going. bro. You know? Yeah. And anyway, Jeffrey Tucker continues, the modern idea of freedom came about in the late Middle Ages when exhaustion from religious wars gradually gave rise to the idea of tolerance. Religious toleration was the first great freedom that came to be codified in law. Tolerance is gone now. Yeah. It's stunning that it was so flagrantly violated this year. Well, I don't know if it was it it, it was stunning. It, it was still stunning. is stunning, like but in a bad way, not in like, well, it was stunning, right, you know. It must come Most to things that stun you are bad. I don't know, you know, you see a Stunning is what you do when you hit a rock with a fish. You see a good-looking um, lady that's a head-turner, you're like, she is stunning, right? True. Yeah. All right. It must come to terms with free enterprise and the innovation that comes with it. How much wealth and creativity has been lost in the lockdowns, it's unfathomable. The biggest victims have been small and medium-sized businesses, whereas large tech firms have thrived. To start and manage a commercial enterprise is a human right, the realization of which was the great achievement of modern life. As it spread prosperity throughout the world and lifted up the world's people from the state of nature and to levels of entrenched hierarchies of old. Part of this liberal ideal is free trade, which has come under fire from both the left and the right. Don't forget that Donald Trump kicked off his dictatorial frenzy with his sudden and shocking bans of travel from China and Europe, Mm -hmm. which resulted in a frenzied and frantic mass crowding of airports in the days following. He did it with the stroke of a pen, overriding all of his advisors. He still brags about it. How much did this extreme reaction here inspire governors to do the same? Of course, his actions reflect his persistent isolationism on not only only trade, but immigration, too. Even now, Trump is refusing to allow foreign workers into the U.S. except for emergency cases because he incorrectly believes that this will help the American job market. It's an outrage. Free enterprise entitles employment of anyone from anywhere. This is a policy that is good for everyone. And, you know, we talked about those concerns here on Free Talk Live where, like, you know, the migrant workers couldn't come up and, you know, pick the crops and all that kind of thing. And there's still some danger of that uh, happening. Uh, at any rate, uh, let's just go ahead and go to David in New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Incredible breaking news today. Did you hear it? No, what? Kamala Harris died today. Google it. Oh, that was like one of those uh, politicians that was running for president? 
Kamala Harris? Yeah, well, Kamala Harris. Google it quick. I mean, I don't really Died care today. that much. Yeah. What, well, did, you, what did you do? What did I do? <laughs> she yeah. was mostly famous for putting other black people in prison for uh, for drugs, right? She was the ex-prosecutor? Uh, no, no, no. The other Kamala Harris, the, the important one. The, uh, the beautiful Kamala Harris, not the ugly one. He's referring to, so I just looked it up, he's referring to a wrestler that has apparently that name, same name. <laughs> yeah, oh, wow. Kamala, Kamala Harris. Was it the, the women's wrestling? Uh, WWE star no. James Kamala Harris, dead at age 70, so not a woman. Hmm. And 70 years no. old. So. But still a Kamala Harris. I'm surprised they didn't, they didn't chalk it up to COVID. I was going to say, does it say die of COVID, David? Do you know? You don't die I, of uh, COVID, no, I, you die with I, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that. Di- you, died David. of having the same name as Kamala Harris. Yeah, wow. he's right. The good Kamala Harris died. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, well, the average quality of Kamala Harris is in the world is definitely lower today. Yeah, rest in peace. <laughs> are you familiar yeah. with more than you know the remaining Kamala Harris, David? Are there you know are you keeping tabs on all of them? No, this is, I only knew one, just just the one that passed on. That was the only good one, the only one worth knowing. That's the only one I knew. I had just heard of the other Kamala Harris just today. Sure. All right. Well, we appreciate the call, David. Thanks a lot. Also, rest in peace, Jazzy. Indeed. We will all miss the greatest studio dog ever. Dedicated to Jazzy the Studio Dog. That's all the time we've got for tonight. Thanks thanks to everybody for listening, and thanks for your calls. Enjoy the rest of your night. This has been Free Talk Live. We'd like to invite you to visit Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is a Corona Crisis Self-Reliance Alert. If you're worried about the power grid in the current crisis and want to generate your own supply of off-the-grid electrical power just in case, pay close attention. Here's why. A limited supply of solar backup generators will be available again in the next two weeks. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving electrical backup power when you get off the grid. And unlike gas generators, these solar generators run quietly, emit no fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Dangerous weather, social unrest, or overloaded grids this summer will not be a problem if you go to MySolarBackup.com and get your solar backup generator. We regret that supplies are limited and only available on a first-come, first-served basis. Check availability at MySolarBackup.com. Never suffer painful power outages again. Go to MySolarBackup.com. That's MySolarBackup.com.